0: Asalaamu Alaikum and welcome to another episode of the Muslim Vibe Podcast. I'm your host Haseeb Rizvi and today I'm joined by Abdul Rahman from Pillars. Um, If you don't know, uh, Pillars is a prayer app which allows you to uh, find your Qibla direction and also find out the next prayer time and stuff like that. Um, But what's uh, quite special about Pillars is that they built up a whole community around their app. And it was kind of launched after the whole Muslim Pro scandal, if you can call it that. Um, And they launched a a product which was basically aimed at focusing on privacy. So no adverts, no tracking, anything like that. Um, And it's gone really, really viral and successful with uh, 80,000 users so far in less than a year. So um, I was really keen to speak to Abdul Rahman uh, for for a long while now actually and I was like uh, I just wanted to kind of Uh, Get through a few episodes first Kind of practice and stuff before I had him on Um, So yeah, he's actually going to be on the next episode as well Because we kind of split this episode into two parts The first part we spoke about Pillars um, And his kind of uh, the journey with Pillars And some of his personal challenges and advice So on and so forth And then in the next episode We're going to be speaking about the Metaverse Which is something that I've just been dying to talk about Um, So yeah, without further ado Let's jump straight into this episode with Abdul Rahman Assalamu alaykum Abdul Rahman it's my pleasure to have you on this podcast man it's been a it's been a long time coming Wa
1: well, alaykum assalam no, always always a pleasure to speak to you uh, and thank you for inviting me
0: You've been doing absolutely amazing this year uh, well last year now 2021 <laughs> uh, it has been an absolute crazy year for you I can imagine um I feel like I've I've been there for the most part of the journey just kind of like since I think last Ramadan as well following your your progress with the Pillars app um, and now, Marshallah it's just seeing, seeing a blow up, seeing the positive feedback. Um, everyone seems to be loving the app, man. So, mashallah for that, well done. Do you want to just, uh, for anyone that hasn't downloaded the Pillars app, uh, give us a quick run through as to um, as to what it is?
1: Yeah, alhamdulillah. Um, so, the Pillars app, we're a prayer app, put simply, uh, at the moment. At least that's what people know us by. We essentially saw that there was a big gap in the kind of market where... There wasn't any app out there that people found easy to use that looked good that had no ads at all on a free version so you didn't have to pay to get no ads and that most importantly respected your privacy. Um, And there were reports last year or now uh, the year before where uh, certain apps were kind of highlighted by various outlets that uh, they shared information and that caused a huge storm. And so um, Tariq, who's my co-founder, Tariq and I were having a discussion. We're saying this is this is this can't be this can't be the case. There there must be something that we can do about this. Alhamdulillah, between Tariq and I, we've got the skills. I'm a, I design sort of in my free time. Um, Tariq's, uh, uh doing a computational course um, and and develops apps in his free time. And so obviously we thought it, we could come together. Uh, we'd never worked together before, but we've always wanted to work on something. And alhamdulillah, this is the project that end it ended up being. Uh, so yeah, we built an app, Pillars, um, it's a prayer app, it's got the Qibla on it We've just introduced a prayer tracker, which people seem to love, alhamdulillah like really good feedback f- for the last few days from that um, and to be honest, this is just the start of the journey where se- the future of Pillars is really about trying to help Muslims improve their own condition uh, because we really, I, personally, and I think both Daraq and I, we, we both share the, the same kind of sentiment that if Muslims focus on themselves and try to improve themselves and we all, we strengthen as a collective as well. And that's how we can progress forward. So, yeah, there's a quick summary and a kind of uh, a summary of the story and, and the app.
0: One of the things that struck me when I first kind of um, saw Pillars, I was just kind of going through Twitter. And, and what I saw was that you had built up like a lot of community, like engagement and anticipation. Mm. Um, and then you were using the hashtag build in public. So you were basically, you know, asking people for their feedback as you were going along, like every single step of the journey. And, and usually you don't see that, right? Usually um, the approach mm. is you kind of keep something secret. You know, you, you tease people sometimes. You might be like, hey, you're working on something cool, blah, blah, blah. You might give them a little sneak preview. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this was like very, very transparent from the outset. Like every single little element you're putting out there to your followers on Twitter and saying, hey, guys, what do you think looks better? This on the left or this on the right? Um, what What inspired that move?
1: uh i could easily take credit and and say that it was because we were geniuses and we knew that if we did that we were going to get huge amounts of downloads but in all honesty the if you look if you if you take it in context at the time we weren't even thinking about creating any sort of um like we weren't thinking about this being a startup or anything that we would be doing long term When we heard about that news and when we started building the app, it was very much supposed to be a project, a very short term project, open source it. So by open source, for those who don't know, it's really when you uh, make the code base, um, the code for the app, you make it available for anyone to see online and for other developers then to be able to build on top of it and it's become sort of a gift to the community and not something that um is kind of owned just by us it's kind of owned by the community so we were really thinking about let's do this for a few weeks build this app and give it to the community and so part of that process i'm someone who's actually usually quite secretive i'm one of those people who who in the past would have been let's not share too much not more than we need we'll create anticipation but if if we we don't need to give away too much but actually because of that mindset because we were thinking no this isn't something we're planning on building a business around or anything we just started sharing things um out publicly and sharing our vision and sharing designs and asking people for their opinions on things etc cetera, etc cetera. and so alhamdulillah that obviously snowballed one of our tweets goes viral and then people we quickly make we we, we scrambled to make a sign up page and Um, we get people to sign up for their interest, their email, so that we can let them know when the app's live. And alhamdulillah, that's kind of what kick-started everything. Um, So yeah, I I, I could say that it was planned. But now in hindsight, and and this is something I tell a lot of Muslims, especially those who are interested in building things, um, it's really, really overrated, like trying to keep your idea to yourself. Ideas are very, very much, um, ideas are easy to come by. They're the easiest part of the entire process. Execution is really where it all matters. Um, get over the fact, uh, and, and I still have to tra- tell myself that sometimes with projects that I'm, I'm doing alongside pillars, but get over the fact that your idea is, is not, if you share your ideas, you're benefiting more from sharing it and getting people's feedback and knowing whether you're on the right path and how you can kind of pivot and change things, you're benefiting a lot more and you're more likely to succeed as a result of that feedback than you are ever to get someone to go and just copy you outright. Um, there might be copycats in the future, but it's not going to be as big a threat as you to yourself, you being in this kind of cave and trying to build something without telling on anything and building something that you think other people will value, but you actually don't have any proof for. So share it upfront, get that feedback, know exactly what people want. And then inshallah, you're more likely to succeed at the end of the day. So it's a very different approach, but um, the more I think Muslims kind of approach things like that, the more Muslim startups uh, approach things like that, I think the more successful we'll see a lot of them become.
0: For sure, for sure. And I think you've actually uh, inspired me as well with that approach. So obviously, you know, one of the projects that we're working on at the moment is the My Muslim Family Project, right? Yes, yes. And could have easily just done it in that kind of classic fashion of, hey, guys, this whole new project, everything's ready, like, please check it out. Um, But we thought, you know, I I took a leaf out of your book and said, okay, actually, no, I'm going to kind of like talk about the ideas up front. Um, Mm. My kind of of supporters are based on Instagram rather than Twitter. I'm trying to recently kind of develop more of a kind of a personal situation on Twitter, but most of my Mm. my people, let's say, um, are on Instagram. So I did the same thing as well, actually, like throwing out logo design concepts and said, hey, guys, what do you think of this? Do you prefer this one on the right? Do you prefer this one on the left? And it creates that anticipation, right? And then those people feel very much like bought into the project. Exactly. um, I feel like they're part of it. Um, <clears throat> another thing that you mentioned as well about like keeping ideas to yourself. So that's actually one of the things that like I've been struggling with for a very, very long time, right? So I've, I have, I mean, everyone does, I guess, at some point, but like have dozens of ideas whizzing around in my head. Um, but then obviously time is limited. So you get this frustration of not being able to actually execute a project because in my mind, the whole thing needs to be like completely 100% done before it's shared with anyone and then ends up creating like that frustration that oh, I haven't actually been able to do anything because well i don't have the time for it mm. so actually going forward in 2022 that's one of the things that i'm going to be doing as well as part of my like new year's resolution is start sharing ideas out there um, if someone wants to copy it then then fine like you know you can't really stop that anyway uh, but at least start throwing out ideas out there um, and w- with the hope that inshallah the right the right people come along and want to collaborate with with myself um, and the muslim vibe because there's only so much that one person can do right Um, so this kind of like collaborative approach, I think is definitely the way forward. Um, and it's something that the way the internet has been built, like, um, if you look at like the developer community constantly sharing support with each other and random bits of code to help fix things and stuff like that. It's like a very collaborative um space which is like unique in, in its own way one of the things that like really really um and i this is i think one of the most recurring feedbacks that you guys have as well is the design of the pillars app it's it's, it's extremely simple but that's what plays to its advantage it feels like every other app now when i look at any other app on my phone it just seems like way over designed but somehow you've been able to keep this very kind of like raw just like very simple, you know, very simple kind of uh, design style. Tell me about your background in design, because I know obviously you do. You're, you're you're a doctor, or you're training to be a doctor at least. So how does that correlate with uh, UX design?
1: As you say, I'm I'm studying medicine. I'm currently in my final year. Uh, during my third year, so halfway through in in my medical school, you take a year out and you do an extra different course, um, and it gave me a little bit more time really to explore other interests that I've had in the past, but not really been able to explore because of the course and how strenuous it is. But that year I, I had an opportunity to do that. So really I started to to look at these online courses. Um, uh, there was Linda, I think has been renamed since then. Mm. I did one of their courses and I downloaded Sketch. I know Figma is often the kind of popular one that people go to, but I've just gotten used to sketch and that was the one that I learned with and yeah, I got into it. And and the reason I think I really liked it is because, so I was interested in design and I was interested in coding, but the reason I liked design was because with all the sort of really cool design tools out there on sketch and Figma and all the prototyping tools that you have as well. Now you can actually, um, kind of see your app very quickly, like what it would look like very quickly, easily over a weekend. So if you have an idea. And I do this very frequently. I have loads of design files where I have an idea, and I'll just spend a weekend designing it. And it's really nice because I can see it, and I can even prototype it. So I can get the design, I can mirror it on my on my phone, so I can I can show exactly the, the same design on my screen. I can show it on my phone, and I can actually make it so that if I click certain buttons, I go to certain pages. So it, it feels like an app. Obviously, it's not functional, but it feels like an app. And and that quick feedback, that ability to see your idea straight onto the kind of phone. It's really nice, actually. With coding, you don't get that. You spend ages, ages working, uh, right from the bottom up, and it can be weeks or months before you see any sort of uh, anything take shape, really, and look like the kind of end product you have in mind. So, whilst I did both uh, in that year, I did design and coding. I think I definitely lent more towards the design aspects of things, um, and I really do encourage other people to. I think it's very underrated. I think your your point about a lot of apps being over designed. And generally feeling quite cluttery is actually a really important point i think um i always go with the mantra of less is more with design i think that's always uh, a good way you always want to think okay can i add to this to make a certain point but actually often the solution is to remove elements from the page um and yeah it's a learning process like i didn't obviously i didn't do any sort of um i'm in medical school and so i'm doing this in my in my free time but uh, if you look at my designs from day one, they were really poor. Like I look at them now and I'm like, that's absolute trash. So really, it's just a matter of getting started and, and, and the more you design, the better you'll get at it. But yeah, I think, alhamdulillah, with pillars, it's also quite nice when you're doing designs and you're being minimalistic with them because uh, you can get away with being a bit lazy. Um, you can, because obviously you're trying to keep the number of elements on the page as, as, as low as possible. You can actually get away with, uh, doing less. And, um, even with social media posts, when I'm creating graphics to be posted, um, sometimes the temptation is to add elements onto that, but actually because of our minimistic design less actually works well. And, and generally I think that's, what's made our audience, we, we get people from all ranges that, um, appreciate the app. So we'll have people who will tweet and say, I downloaded this on my grandmother's phone and she absolutely loves it. Um, Uh, and so if you're getting appreciation for design at the younger age but also at the older age that's actually for me quite i'm quite something i'm quite proud of so it's quite difficult actually to um, address both those age ranges like i've recently been involved in a website redesign for my dad and the the sort of design tastes uh, clash so so Mm -hmm. much like they love blocks everywhere like they want blocks Mm -hmm. everything and and they want borders around everything and It's very against the kind of minimalist white space approach of, of, Mm -hmm. of, modern websites. So, um, yeah, Alhamdulillah with, with pillars, we managed to strike a balance.
0: No, it's nice to see that, man. And obviously, you know, with my background in design, yeah. um, that's one of the first things that I look at, right? It's like branding mm-hmm. and everything yeah. like that. And, uh, and and I can see the kind of like, I wouldn't even say like deliberate approach to minimalism, but like this kind of like organic approach to it, which is that, look, we the first and foremost is the functionality and just keeping it simple. Like, so doing what it's meant to do um and and that's essentially what's translated to your users which they understand the first thing they say oh it just does what it needs to do i can always kind of like see the designer's intent or like the developer's intent behind things um mm. and i can see with with your guys's approach to it is it's clear that it was just about serving this functionality of being able people to know when the prayer time is and which direction to face and that's pretty much it now obviously mm. you've introduced this new feature of the tracking app uh, which I can imagine was a bit more of a challenge to you now, because obviously with tracking when you start introducing those elements, that's when things can start getting a bit cluttery and everything like yeah. that. But kudos to you. And I can imagine this took you a while now actually to kind of like figure out how you're going to do the design of it. Even the tracking feature is, is very, you know, very kind of, uh, minimalistic and, and just clean for people to use. Um, mm. I'm just going to show, show the app. I was going to try and see if I can do a share screening thing, but there was a uh, technical issues. Um, but um so this is the new this is in reverse now so you're gonna have to kind of flip my screen um, but this is the new like prayer tracking uh, page I haven't used it yet um this is the the home page hold on let me zoom out my exposure is too high on the on the screen but it's just it's just so it's just so simple and clean to use man and, and it's just like even with, with the widget and everything it's just been amazing tell me in terms of like the your your own personal kind of journey in this right because obviously you know mm you're very active on Twitter and everything. How have you contended with the success of, of pillars from a personal perspective without letting your ego get affected? Cause obviously, you know, that can e- easily happen, right. When you have so many compliments, so many good things, how, how have you, how have you and, and Tarek as well, stopped yourself from kind of getting, drinking your own Kool-Aid, so to speak.
1: Yeah. I think that you need to have multiple mechanisms in place to avoid that. I think that's a really important point. Um, I think that the fact that I'm not a solo founder, that I'm doing this with Tariq is actually quite helpful. We check each other very regularly, we're quite open and honest, and we have that relationship with each other. And I think that matters a lot because we make sure that what is really our intentions behind with with the app. Uh, Now that we've reached um, 80,000 users and, and alhamdulillah we continue to grow, what is it that we're really trying to achieve and making sure that everything that we do is in line with those values and those goals. I think also the thing that I like to tell myself, like just as a reminder and and reminder that benefits all of us, um, we remind each other, but also remind ourselves is all my good deeds with pillars could be wiped out if I have an ounce of arrogance, an ounce of pride at the end of the day. So it's actually a very humbling thought. Um, If you say that to yourself, you start to realize like, damn, like all of this and I I could still lose it all if, if I think it's come from myself. Ultimately, it's all come from Allah malas enabled enabled me and i always say that actually very often i sign off newsletters or tweets or um updates like reaching certain milestones and i try to say it, it's probably people probably tired of it and think I'm just, it's becoming quite a cliche but um, i'm not sure if they are or not but personally i think it's really important because um i try to say very clearly that ultimately it's uh i am the one who's um blessed and, and grateful for the opportunity i'm the one who is um, who's being given this opportunity. And if it w- if it isn't for Allah to continue enabling me to serve this community, then um, I'm the one who's going to be losing at the end of the day. Um, so whilst people thank me, I'm thanking them actually in my mind because uh, I've got the opportunity. And yeah, at the end of the day, there's another dua that I love to say, uh, اللهم wa la tastabdilni So God, uh, use me and don't replace me. Um, I love it because I think it's true. At the end of the day, it really makes you realize that at the end of the day, you are a tool um, in this kind of big plan. And (laughs) Allah is very capable of switching you out with someone else. Um, If it's not you, it can be someone else who comes and does the job and gets the task done, whether it's pillars or in another way, it doesn't matter. Yeah I think that's easy to remember it's very easy to I think all of this like I, I, as soon as you start stepping up uh, uh, and, and and kind of feeling proud of yourself it completely knocks you back down and makes you realize actually this could all be uh, taken away from me and i need to continue to be grateful and humble myself um so yeah i think these these are the different kind of mechanisms that i personally use and i think they work really well for me but yeah i'm not sure maybe for other people i don't know for you for example mashallah your, your success with tmv i don't know whether you feel like that's had what, what what tools you use to try and kind of um check yourself i guess yeah
0: Yeah. I mean, similarly, um, to you, obviously when we started the Muslim vibe, uh, I had my co-founder business partner at the time, Salim, Mm. and you know, we had that very kind of like raw agreement between ourselves that we're just going to be real with each other no matter what to kind of keep each other in check right Mm. obviously that worked i think brilliantly because we had a very slight marginal difference in opinions (sighs) on things um, but that was enough to keep that tension was enough to kind of make sure that you're not kind of getting a bit crazy and out of whack right Mm. now obviously salim's left and i'm here kind of like by myself right um it's difficult i'm not gonna lie because obviously i have to constantly now keep checking on myself okay Mm. are you doing this for the right reasons you know um and naturally in the space that we're in which is creating content uh putting it out there on social media and you're kind of now looking at engagement and you're looking at reach and then you're looking at quote unquote competitors naturally that kind of thing starts you know creeping inside you where you start becoming a bit too personally attached to it and kind of almost losing sight of of why you're doing mm. it and so then every 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 few days every week you know i'll have this moment where i'm like oh, look just relax take a deep take a deep breath this is if you, if you did this with the intention of serving God, then God will make it successful or not successful. Yeah, sure. You just got to do. You just got to turn up and do your best, right? And it's difficult. You know, it's, it's, I'm not saying that's easy. Um, it's definitely difficult. I've seen other people struggle with this in the past as well. You've been alive long enough to know that we've had so many uh, projects and organizations in the community fail because of this issue, right? Where one person isn't able to kind of go see yes. past their own ego mm. and therefore the whole kind of organization or the whole project just dismantles because this one person is way too attached to the project to, to not even let it kind of let anyone else make a decision or have any other input and stuff. Right. Mm. Um, so it, it's difficult. Um, and, and it's important that I think that whenever anyone starts any sort of like Muslim organization, they have, these mechanisms in place to prevent those kind of things happening. Um, that being said, honestly, I feel like this millennial generation, we're aware of the mistakes made by our um, uh, parents' generation mm-hmm. with this kind of politics in the mosques and all this kind of stuff. And I feel like, hopefully, anyway, uh, we're going to be trying to change that and reverse those kind of
1: uh, mistakes. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, I-, I see that on Twitter, but sometimes I do question myself it's very easy to think that you're in a bubble. Like even with general elections, you think you're doing well when you look at Twitter and then you realize damn, the rest of the country doesn't feel this way at all. Mm -hmm. So, so Mm -hmm. Alhamdulillah, I agree. There's definitely a, a a certain community that is, uh, I guess moving beyond that uh, kind of way of thinking, but I just hope it's, it's more general, like, like this feeling and this, uh, approaches can be generalized across across the whole muslim community there's just one thing that i remembered whilst you were talking about uh, a really i think generally asking yourself questions to try and find out your intentions are really good so there are a few questions that you can generally ask yourself um about your intention but just re- generally when you want to check yourself and you're self-reflecting it's helpful so one about this to do with pride and and uh, arrogance and that that sort of approach and making sure your intentions are right is Ask yourself if there was someone else to be doing your project, how would you feel? And I, for me that, so in my case, it would be like, if someone else was, so if I wasn't in charge of pillars, if someone else was in charge of pillars and serving the community, um, using pillars, how would I feel? Would I feel happy that that thing existed and the community was benefiting? Or would I feel that I feel jealous that it wasn't me who, who was doing that thing? I think that's a really important question that a lot of us can ask ourselves and um can really help you realize okay there's there's work that i need to do on myself in terms of the way that i feel um and 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 it's not necessarily i mean this is part of like your self-development journey so it's not necessarily a bad thing to have these things the key thing is to recognize it and make sure that you're taking steps to address it so for example saying i make a real good habit about trying to say mashallah alhamdulillah as soon as someone tells me about something good that they've done because i think that that automatically gets me in a more positive mindset um because we all can slip into that mindset of oh i wish that was me um uh that person isn't even that great and that sort of a mentality so yeah but alhamdulillah like you say on twitter especially i'm seeing some amazing stuff i know you've had um previous guests uh like sadiq who've done amazing stuff and um really excited about kind of the movement and and actually i think this is kind of the first wave of it, but I hopefully we'll see like further waves of, uh, organizations and startups that will really move and make an impact in, in our community, inshallah.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, so Abdurrahman, you recently uh, introduced this, uh, tracker feature to the app, um, yep. which I honestly, I think is going to be, uh, an amazing, uh, user case as well. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how people, what well, the feedback is like in a few months time from people, mm. um, And uh, one of the, one of the amazing features about this app was that you guys have introduced like this, uh, feature for sisters who during their period, they can basically switch off the tracker. So it allows them to kind of like continue their streak without it being affected by, by their period and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. how did the idea come about? Like what was there? Was there like, uh, do you guys have like some sort of like focus group? What was the, what was the story behind that?
1: Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, so alhamdulillah, we, we launched this tracker feature and and, and the re- response so far, I'm sure there's lots of work to be done. It's been good. We've actually noticed there's an increase in activity on the app from the ana- analysis that Apple gives us, uh, the ones, the people who have opted into it, of, of activity. So that's really good sign for us that people are obviously engaging with the app, opening it, taking it off. So, But yeah, we'll see in a few months. With the uh, period button, pause button, administration button, however you want to call it, um, I'm trying to actually remember what was the initial trigger to do it. It was either, either Tariq and I kind of having, like, we. I think I think there was a period of time where we had the track in mind for a while, and then we one day we realized uh, sisters can't use this on their periods. Like, it's just going to break their streaks. And then what we did is we do have a, an alpha, what we call an alpha testing group. So we have an alpha testing group and then a beta testing group. The alpha testing group is about 20 people. Um, and so that they, there's like a split between Apple users and Android users, but there's also a split between males and females. And we shared it. We said, uh, and I don't think anyone had mentioned it up until that point. I don't know if they knew about the track feature at that point, if we'd shared it with them and said that we're working on this, but yeah, we shared it. And then we started to get loads of feedback on how it should be and how it it should work. And um, when we, when we actually rolled it out to them in testing a few weeks ago, we started to get their feedback and obviously when they were using it uh, they would tell us this didn't work or this worked or this for example didn't fade out properly or whatever um and we addressed that so yeah i i, I believe it was actually all right i actually can't remember who who realized it we didn't realize it immediately which is i guess not, not great, but at the same time, I think we have so many checks and filters, uh, checks and balances in place so that inshallah, when we do push these features out, we always can make sure that they're serving. So I'm sure if Tarak and I didn't think of it, then someone in the alpha group would have brought it up and said, Hey guys, have you thought that some sisters won't be able to use this? And yeah, we would have gone from there, but yeah, that that's generally how it came across. And so we do have an alpha testing group that does help us focus group essentially, and that, that helps in not just in this way, but in tons of other ways.
0: And that one one specific feature um, has got a lot of good feedback. And, and honestly, like well yeah, done to you guys for uh, including that because it's it's something, as men, we can easily just forget about. Yeah, um, I don't have
1: sisters either. Like, I've got my mum, but that's it. Like, uh, I don't I don't necessarily kind of uh, come across it as often, except in medicine. Um, so, yeah, uh, other than medicine, it's... Uh, but alhamdulillah, I mean... Uh, I think it's easy to self-congratulate yourself, but at the same time, we should probably say to ourselves that this is probably the bare minimum. Um, it's actually quite a complex feature. The implementation took a, a while to do um, because of the different kind of mechanics around it. And our app generally is not that functionality heavy, Like it doesn't, it's not that, compared to other apps, we don't necessarily have tons of features, but it, we did feel it was important that even at this basic level, when we're still quite early, to have something like this, because you're literally saying fifty percent of people are going to have a major problem with this feature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's quite quite mm-hmm. crazy when you think about it that way. You're just, and what are you going to just dismiss that fact? Um, so yeah, alhamdulillah.
0: I like it. I like it. What's the what's the next features that you guys have planned for uh, Pillars app?
1: We do. There's some there's some um, kind of bug fixes and things like that that we need to to to. Uh, figure out i think especially on android uh, but those are more minor really what we're looking to do is is build a subscription um and i'll probably be tweeting and, and commenting a lot more about this on our social media on instagram and twitter but we're really very much community led so so we have a, a range of ideas and um, that we want to share with the community and we essentially want them to vote on them and we'll take that and inshallah that will f- feed back into what the subscription will actually be um, so I'll, give you a few examples of features cause I can't tell you exactly what will come on to it, because it's pending that pending that kind of vote on public vote. But, um, generally things like integrating your prayer app with your calendar. So mm-hmm. certain benefits of that could be, um, a lot of people use their Google calendar, for example, that schedules their meeting and their day having, uh, linking it with the app means that you can. Uh, add 15 minute prayer slots into your day automatically into your google calendar um, and we can do it so that it slots into the gap so for example let's say dhuhr is at 1pm but you've got a meeting at 1pm then it will come at 2 from 2 to 2 15 and it will slot into there and that will mean that you uh, are notified so it will try and find the best times uh, according to your day um, and it will notify you at those times as well um, also for example i think um, people ask us for example let's put an islamic calendar on the app but Generally, I think people like to have one single unified unified app, uh, like for their calendar. So, another kind of a bit similar to this is is having the Islamic days like Eid and the white days for fasting and and Ramadan, etc. All of that having us uh, that linked into your calendar, so you're immediately seeing all these days, just like you see the bank holiday days that appear on mm-hmm. your calendar. Um so things like that widgets a lot a lot more widget options is, is going to be something including countdowns um so yeah i think those are off the top of my head a few of the there's some really interesting ones that i i personally hope people will enjoy but um and like but um we'll see what 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 everyone thinks about about the ideas that we've had
0: i don't have an apple watch um but i'm considering it is there a way of integrating pillars with like the health functionality on iOS devices and including like watches and stuff like that?
1: Uh, yeah. So we're planning on bringing pillars to the watch. It won't be part of a subscription. Um, I think we decided that it should be free. Um, there's already uh, free options out there. So that's definitely something that's come. something that was quite interesting, actually, that a sister recently um, messaged or, or tweeted to us was, because obviously, a lot of sisters use menstruation and period apps to, to log them and kind of track them. Um, and I think even the Apple uh, Health app has that as part of it. So they were saying, could could you link with, I, I can't remember the name of the period app that she was talking about, but could you link that with Pillars? So that, for example, when you go and you say that I've got a period, it would that information automatically, would automatically yeah, go yeah, to, yeah. to the Pillars app and pause the timer or the tracker rather. Um, or vice versa, I guess you could do it so that you can press it and then it would inform the app, uh, which is really interesting thought. I think this sort of stuff, as long as the API, so so the connections in in the software exist, there's no reason why we can't do that down the line. Um, so yeah, I guess that, that links in with health, right? So yeah, there's no reason why we can't do things around that. Um, that'd be amazing
0: to see, man. And and that'll probably convince me to, to get an Apple, Apple watch. I was watching uh, (laughs) that. I saw someone's tweet today. So Apple's got a new ad campaign out about like their nine one one emergency call feature. I saw that. I was like, you know, actually, to be fair, if you're if you're in a little bit of a spot, then an Apple Watch might actually. But that's only for cellular, I think. Yeah, I mean, I I have no idea. I've never even delved into looking into what Apple Watches are. I've just never, never. I'm so mindful about not getting sucked into the the Apple universe right and then it's just like it's taking me this is the first like this is what well, it's been four months now since i've yeah. switched over to mac um and then whilst i was shopping on the mac apple website then i decided to get airpods as well so as as far as my <laughs> ecosystem goes i mean i've got an iphone as well um i guess i'd be yeah 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 I, I was trying to i'm in denial actually i just realized i'm actually all the way in pretty much <laughs> You're talking to me with AirPods here and You've no, you even got Apple. IPhone. I've even got an Apple TV subscription as well. Damn,
1: yeah. Apple, you got me. You probably yeah, got okay, the uh, iCloud uh, drive as well. I, I'm fully. I I, I I I hate it, but I think I'm fully. I'm fully absorbed. Um, I just. Uh, I I I hope. I don't know if I'm. I'm kidding myself, but I hope Apple are one of those big companies that are actually. I obviously they're they're looking for profits, but I think they're generally more conscientious. They're more. Um, th- th- they care about their consumers more I would want to say but I don't know if that's a, a completely um, commercial like move like let's take privacy right Apple's very big on privacy right and um, very uh, uh, pushes it a lot in their ads like they spend a lot of money pushing that and saying like, how everything's mm-hmm. local with well, the machine learning with Siri is all local it's not going to servers and we're not keeping it stored somewhere else um, it's all done on your phone but Um, I don't know how much of that is just for them to be able to say this is a unique selling point and that uh, the other companies aren't doing that, so that's why you should get Apple. Or how much of it is because they genuinely think that's the right thing to do. So it's Mm. really questioning their intentions. But um, yeah, so if there's one company you're going to have to buy into that ecosystem, I'd say Apple's probably a better one, (laughs) just as the silver lining. Uh,
0: And honestly, that, that privacy campaign of this has made a big impact as well. Because even with me now, it's just like, I've got that in the back of my mind. That way, it's like, but Apple's a lot more secure and private than other, um, operating systems and stuff. Um, even like, for example, oh my God, I really am becoming an Apple boy, but like, I was going to get a HomePod because I was just like, you know, it's, it's a cool way of potentially sending like voice notes to my little one at home. So she can just like communicate with me. I don't know if the HomePod allows you to do that. If I could just send the HomePod message and then she can reply back to me. Alexa, she loves sending she voice that. notes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not getting Alexa. I'm staying away from any Amazon <laughs> Amazon Amazon products. Like those are definitely not safe. But that, yeah, the HomePod, obviously I was considering it um, because, of, because of the privacy feature. I was like, okay, this is okay. Um, there's a website actually um, someone shared recently where you can actually search um, different products and brands and find out how secure they actually are. Um, and then, really? like, hackers, it's like, um, yeah, it's like developers and hackers that kind of like test these products and stuff and yeah, they, yeah. they kind of make their assessments and stuff. Um, I'll try and find that uh, website again. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's actually quite useful to, uh, to have a look at. For
1: um, mm, sure.
0: Abdul Rahman, we wanted to have a conversation about the metaverse um, and, and basically the future of Muslims in tech. Um, now, what I'm going to do is we're going to end this podcast here and that will be for another episode does that sound good
1: okay yeah that sounds good
0: yeah so for our listeners at home um tune in to the next episode which hopefully will be out not too soon not too wait not, not too <laughs> did i say that correctly <laughs> yeah uh... we should hopefully be out not too long no, it'll it be out
1: soon it'll be out soon
0: it will be out soon there you go that's the easiest way of saying it All right, take care. I hope you enjoyed that conversation, guys. If you did, please subscribe, like, comment, five stars, all of the above. It will be much appreciated. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Take care. Asalaamu Alaikum.